Welcome to Man Shopping, Episode 1. What the hell is man shopping? This is your host, Stacey Weimer. And in this first episode, I'm going to define man shopping for you. I'm also going to give you all of the details of what you can expect out of this podcast moving forward, all of the fun and exciting things that I have planned for us. It is going to be an adventure. So buckle up, listen, and enjoy. So simply put, man shopping is just a silly comparison between online shopping and online dating. And I'm going to use the word online dating loosely because I feel like anymore, you pretty much meet a guy online in one form or another, either on an app like Bumble or Tinder or Hinge or whatever your favorite is, or you're going to meet someone on Facebook or Instagram. You'll receive a message, someone will slide into your DMs far more often than, oh, I don't know, bumping into a cute guy in the produce section of the grocery store. (sighs) Unfortunately, things just don't happen organically much anymore out in the real world, and COVID has not helped us at all in that way. So man shopping and online shopping, let's compare and contrast. Here's an example that may resonate. A comparison between online shoe shopping and online man shopping. So both involve filters. What do I mean by that? So if I am online shopping for a new pair of heels, I typically set the filter for a size six and a half. Likewise, when I'm man shopping on a dating app, I also set a filter for size. Get your head out of the gutter. I'm talking about height. I typically filter men's height by 5'10 and above. Now, I'm a total hypocrite because I'm not even 5'2, people, (laughs) but it's the truth. So, when I filter for a pair of shoes at a size six and a half, do I ever wonder sometimes if I'm totally missing out because there is a size seven out there that would fit like a glove and be 50% off? Absolutely. That is the risk you take when you put a filter on a shopping app online, right? Well, obviously, it's the same on a dating app. By filtering by height, I'm eliminating a certain percentage of the men in my area just based on that one characteristic. So maybe the love of my life is out there and he's 5'9". I don't know. But you get what I mean. Okay, so here's something else that happens all the time. I'm online shopping for a dress to wear to a wedding, right? Find something that I think is just absolutely gorgeous. It's the right price. It's the right size. I'm totally excited over it. Absolutely lusting over it. And I share it with my friends. And one of them is like, oh, I don't know. I really like you in red. This is pink. And eh, I mean, it's okay for me, but not my favorite. We all know how that feels, right? I mean, totally deflating. Like, ah, I was so ready. I was so ready to pull the trigger and buy that dress. And now I'm second guessing myself. I'm second guessing what looks good on me. I value my friend's opinions. Damn it. Now what? You know? Obviously, the same thing happens with man shopping. I can't even tell you how different my taste is in men from my girlfriends. 
I get all excited about some really good looking 40 year old metro guy in a skinny suit, no socks, loafers, probably like spiky hair and a big smile. And I send him to my friends and I'll get something like, his eyes are kind of centered too close together or he needs to shave or he's too skinny or mhm sound familiar our well-meaning friends god love them but sometimes it complicates things when we get too many opinions right so by now you can see there are so many parallels between online shopping and online dating both can bring disappointment and frustration but man can't it be fun And then there's always that little like total glimmer of hope that it could be life-changing. I mean, we've all bought that one item in our lives, maybe more that we just feel so damn good in. Then there's that hope when you open the app that there's just going to be a great guy who like lives down the street and checks all the boxes and is hot as hell. It could happen and it will. I'm positive it will. It's a numbers game, just like anything else. You have to play to win, so don't give up. Don't just don't give up, though. Have some fun. This is supposed to be a good time. Let's enjoy it for what it is. Meet cool people. Be open. Make friends. Whatever happened to that? Every single guy I've gone out with, I consider to be a friend right now. I'll get more into that later. But have fun. Shopping, whether it's shoe shopping or man shopping, should be fun. Bottom line. It's also a pastime. It's something you do when you're free. You're not working. You're not spending time with your kids. You're not multitasking, you know, balancing groceries in one hand, a dog in the other, and, you know, closing the dishwasher with your foot. I know you know what I mean by that. We're always doing so many things all at once that it's hard to do anything well. So man shopping should be reserved. It should be reserved for your free time when you have the capacity, the energy to put into meeting someone new. That's it. It should be a good escape from your everyday life. It shouldn't be your fucking job. Don't make it one. So many people get on apps and get caught up in messaging with like five different people all at the same time, planning their schedules to the hilt. Every single night they don't have their kids. They're out trying to meet a man. It's not healthy. (laughs) It's not healthy. Balance it out. Take your time. Pace yourself. Put some thought into it. We've got jobs and kids and dogs and houses and cars and 401ks to worry about. Don't let man shopping be your biggest worry in life. It should be a fun escape. So when I was separated, my daughter and I had moved into an apartment and I would go downstairs to the gym. I'd put my AirPods in, I'd get on a treadmill and I'd search for podcasts about dating. I was primed. I was ready to go. I was excited about it. And I was looking for some damn advice. I was looking for some guidance. And I had the hardest time finding anything. Now, there's plenty of good content out there, 
but nothing seemed to really relate to where I'm at right now at this point in my life. What I kept running across were like young women, I'm talking like millennials who were so cute and funny to listen to, but they're talking about going out all night, all their partying. They're talking about their dreams for their wedding days. They're dating to find a lifelong partner. They're young. They want to be married. They want to be mothers. They're just at a different point in life than what I'm at, right? I needed to date for experience. I needed to meet a myriad of different men to understand what it is that I'm really looking for right now. I wasn't ready for a commitment. I certainly was not ready to hop into another marriage. So none of their advice really appealed to me. And let's be real, I'm just a lot older. And the other thing I would run into would be like a married couple giving relationship advice packaged up as like online dating advice. And I'm thinking they are so far removed from this world. How can they even get it unless they've been out there on dating apps within the past couple of years because stuff changes fast. And if you haven't been out in the dating world in the past two years, it's different than it was last time you were in the dating world. And I know some of you listening right now have been married 15 or 20 years and it's damn scary. It's been a long time since you put yourself out there and there's been a lot of changes, not just to yourself, but this world since. So old expired dating advice from married couples, yeah, didn't, didn't do it for me either. So here I am. Here I am giving dating advice and I'm definitely no dating expert. I'm not a coach. I'm not a guru. I'm not trying to pawn myself off as some professional matchmaker. But what I am here to tell you are my real stories. What you'll get from me is the truth. <laughs> you'll get my honest stories, recollections, ideas, feelings, learnings, experiences, completely uncensored. I'm just going to shoot you straight. I hope that the authenticity of that matters because that's my goal. My goal is to just be real. Something else I discovered during my separation was that I had like very few divorced friends, <laughs> very few. My daughter and I live in a beautiful little suburb north of Kansas City, sheltered from the big bad world. So many families are still intact, happily married from our old neighborhood. My daughter has very few friends with divorced or remarried parents, and I don't have a good network of divorced friends to lean on, to learn from, and to go through life with. So when I was first separated, I would talk to my married girlfriends and they were so supportive and so loving and I appreciate everything that they bring to the table so very much. But when it comes to dating and the single life and in particular online dating, they're just clueless, no fault of their own. I'm glad for them that they that they don't know anything about online dating, but they just don't. So where's a girl to turn, right? Well, I have turned to a couple 
of girlfriends that I've grown closer with over the past year. Both of them have been divorced for five plus years. They've both had relationships. They've both been alone and they've both done a fair amount of dating. So that's where I go. I go to the source, right? I go to the people who have really been in the trenches, <laughs> done the work, learned for themselves, and can pass some of that knowledge on to me. Well, ladies, that's what I want to be for you. I want to be your girlfriend. I want to be the one that you can lean into and listen and learn from because I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm here to help. I have a vested interest in you. I am here to build a strong community of women who are happy in their divorced lives as singled moms. I'm, it's like my duty. It would be like an honor to serve you. I sound like a fucking politician, but I hope you get my drift. I'm here to help and offer whatever I can. Take it for what it's worth. You may be wondering, why should I trust this chick? Why should I listen to her advice anyway? So let me tell you a little bit about myself and you can make that call. I'm a big believer that intimacy is built on trust. And the way you trust someone is through vulnerability. So I'm going to share my story with you. I'll begin by telling you that I've been divorced not one time, but two. Some people may look at my two divorces as my biggest failures in life or a reason to not have a podcast about dating and being single and being happy, right? Divorce equals trauma. For anyone who has been through a divorce, even if it's amicable, there is still a, an element of trauma involved. And I've survived two pretty damn traumatic divorces. I was married young to my daughter's dad. Fast and Furious was the name of our game. We had a whirlwind romance. We were married very quickly. He was so charismatic and funny. And man, did we have fun together. We lived in Wichita, Kansas. We were making good money. We were young. We were going out and buying fancy bottles of wine and having nice dinners together. He happens to be a pilot. Pretty sure I remember him flying me solo on our first date to a destination restaurant for dinner. I mean, talk about getting swept off your feet, right? So as I said, we had a very quick courtship. We moved in together very soon after meeting, and we were engaged and married within a year. Straight from our honeymoon, we moved out of state. We moved down to the deep south to Athens, Georgia, a place I dearly love. That's when shit got real. <laughs> we, were, we were like 24, living on our own, working for his family business together. We commuted together every day. We shared office space most of the time. We were um, meeting other young couples our age and not spending any time away from one another. And other things started happening, as they do when you start learning um, learning more about your partner as you live together and, and time marches on. And out of respect for my daughter and my ex, I don't want to get too detailed with this. However, um, it is safe to share that there was a fair amount of distrust in our relationship between the two of us, and we became incredibly tumultuous. 
Um, it was walking on eggshells every day, kind of tumultuous, stressful, scary, hard, offset with high emotions, a lot of love, laughter, and fun. It's a hard way to live. It was a really tricky balancing act, and I balanced as long as I could. I balanced until I got pushed. I got pushed really hard, and when that happened, I ended up divorced, and I moved my daughter and I to where we are now, to Kansas City, and thank God, time heals a lot of things. Lainey's dad and I both have grown as individuals, as parents. We've grown as human beings. And we have this lovely, smart, sweet, well-adjusted daughter to show for it all. And isn't that a beautiful, beautiful thing? So I found myself divorced in Kansas City in my early 30s. And I was single for a few years. I dated, I had boyfriends, and I get to speak to all of that too. Trust me, I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten those stories from my early 30s with a preschooler, a a kindergartner, balancing babysitters and going out on dates and, you know, falling in love with a man who did not want to become a stepfather. Definitely no short supply of experiences to draw from. So eventually, I got on Match.com. I'll tell you all about it in detail at some point, but I met my second husband on Match.com. He has two daughters who flank my daughter um, in age by less than a year on either side. We had our hands full, man. When we met, our daughters were five, six, and seven years old. They accompanied us on most of our dates. There was very little getting around it back then. So for those of you who have lots of littles and are dating men in that same category, I totally get it. My second ex-husband and I shared something really strong. Very, very strong chemical, physical attraction. Never underestimate the power of that. Holy shit, we were on fire. I was 100% blinded by lust, physical attraction, wit, charm, and humor. I was so smitten with my ex-husband for so many positive reasons that I overlooked a huge red flag. I overlooked a huge red flag that appeared staring at me in the face about one month after we got married and continued to glare its ugly head over and over and over consistently throughout our almost eight years together. It's a very tragic and sad story. And I have so much love for him, for his daughters, and for the family that we created. I helped raise two other girls for a good portion of their life. And it's incredibly tragic that things ended the way that they did. It's been about one year and nine months since my daughter and I moved out of our family home. My divorce has been final just over a year. So this new journey for me 
end that I'm taking you on here is really fresh. It's really raw and it's really new. So when I come to you as a fellow single mom in her 40s, you know a little bit more about where I'm coming from now. And I got to tell you, I am so damn proud of where I am today. Because after all of the heartache, all of the self-discovery, all of the work that I've put into myself as a human being to grow and learn through all of the hard times that I've had, they're all panning out. They're all panning out. And what do I mean by that? I'm happy. I'm good. Almost the moment that Lainey and I took out a lease on that apartment, not far from where we left our home, things started getting better. Things started getting better quickly. I started coming into my own. I started trusting myself again. I started valuing myself again. I've experienced a tremendous amount of peace. The sense of independence and freedom that I have now to make my own decisions day in and day out, how I spend my time, my energy, my resources, my money, it just can't be matched. Not to mention my relationship with my daughter, the example I've set for her, the closeness of the bond that we have formed together, the transparency involved in our relationship and letting her help me to make some of our decisions together as an almost 16-year-old is just second to none. So how did I get here? This did not just happen overnight. I alluded to work, to self-discovery, to healing, to optimism. I'll share all of that with you here in this podcast. Just trust me. I'm an open book. I'm honest. I try not to judge. And after all of the hard things that I've been through in life, I would love nothing more than to focus on all of the good. So although I'm going to do most of the talking on this, on this podcast, I sure as shit don't have all the answers. I intend on interviewing other girlfriends of mine, some of them single much longer than me, in different places in life to get some different perspectives for you all. I have big plans to interview some of the men I've gone on dates with. How funny would it be to get their perspectives? Oh my God, nothing is going to be off the table. I want to talk about lighthearted stuff like what to wear on dates, how to rediscover your interests, your passions. I mean, speaking of passions, we'll talk about sex. This is our space and I want to use it however it serves you best. So with that being said, please, for the love, feel free, DM me on Instagram, shoot me an email from my Man Shopping Squarespace webpage. Let me know what you want to hear about. I will absolutely take it to heart and put it into action. Thank you all so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to join me on the Man Shopping Podcast. It is my pleasure to serve a community of women who are strong, independent, and happy. 